Good afternoon. Welcome to Community Focus. I'm Tess Taylor. My guests today are here from Essentia Health. Both are nurse practitioners. Tara Gottwald is here and also Mandy Carroll. Ladies, welcome to Community Focus. Thanks for having us here today. It's a pleasure. And we have to start off by saying we are well into February, and we've been talking about this, February, known as Heart Health Month. And I know that's what you ladies are here to kind of focus on today, maybe specifically women's heart health. But generally, we got to take care of our tickers. Where should we start and, and what do we need to know? Well, first of all, it's cardiovascular disease is still the number one killer of really all um, chronic medical conditions. And so we really want to make sure people are aware of these risks and what they can do to prevent uh, some of these issues from happening down the road. Okay. And where do we start? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and how young do we start? (laughs) Great questions. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just want to start off saying, too, is, you know, heart disease in general refers to several different types of heart conditions that could be coronary artery disease, heart attacks, and actually coronary artery disease is the most common type of heart disease. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the risk factors for developing heart disease, that includes your age, family history of early heart disease, higher blood pressure, higher cholesterol, smoking use, and more of lack of exercise, um, being obese. Um, and high levels of stress and then um, diabetes actually too. So you can greatly reduce your risk of heart disease by making lifestyle changes. And when people say heart disease, you know, they oh, I'm prone to have a heart attack or maybe I'm more susceptible to a heart attack. What really does that mean if you have heart disease? Right. Um, Usually it's uh, primarily... Uh, at least in terms of heart attack incidents, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a fatty deposits in the arteries that surround the heart. So the blood flow to the heart is uh, compromised in, in a heart attack situation. So mm-hmm. that kind of compromises cor- or con- comprises coronary artery disease as a diagnosis. Okay. Um, there's also heart failure, heart arrhythmias, um, and um, other medical conditions that make that higher risk, of a person higher risk for developing heart disease down the road. Okay, and it's obviously something that we can maybe help with diet and, as you mentioned, to exercise. What are some ways and maybe some heart-healthy foods and that kind of thing? How do we do the prevention on the, you know, on the pre-side of it, I guess? Right. Good question. For diet, we usually recommend either a Mediterranean-style diet or the DASH diet. Um, these kind of focus on the better fats in the diet. Um, is that like olive oils? And yeah, that olive oils, avocado, fish uh, sources is, uh, are, good, are good better fats for you. Um, those are kind of really important in, in, in heart-healthy uh, diets. Low-sodium, too, is really interesting. I always mm. tell my patients that um, we say low-sodium diet is ideal for not only you know, people with heart issues, but also for really the general public. We say, what, 2,000 milligrams or less of sodium in, a, in your diet every day. The mm-hmm. average American diet has about 5,000 milligrams of sodium. Yeah. And if you're just focusing on sodium alone, you end up actually eating a lot healthier right. with the processed foods and the and uh, stuff we all don't really need <laughs> that and has I, a lot of salt in it. I know if Ken were here, he he's a, he's out of it. He's like, he does, I don't even think the guy owns a salt shaker. He says there's so much salted food. And then there's me going, but you got to have a little dash. You got to have for yeah. flavor, but you really got to take it in moderation. But that's amazing. 5,000 is the yeah. typical American mm-hmm. diet. Oh my, that's a lot. And like you said, it is in a lot of the processed foods. You can't really help it. They use it for the flavor. <laughs> yep. It's hidden like everywhere. Mm-hmm. I say. Yep. yep. What are some other things that we can do to uh, help our hearts? 
Yeah, that's a great question, too, is um, we kind of focus on, you know, to help reduce your risk and improve your heart health. We call it the ABCs of heart health is mm-hmm. aspirin, um, taking an, a daily aspirin as directed by your healthcare professional, of course, um, blood pressure, controlling your blood pressure. And actually one in three Americans have higher blood pressure and only about a half of them have it under control. So higher blood pressure is actually the silent killer, too. So um, high blood pressure will increase your risk of heart attack or stroke more than any other risk factor, unfortunately. So Hmm. taking your blood pressure regularly, um, generally people with high blood pressure would have no symptoms, actually. So, um, And then the C to the ABCs is cholesterol, is knowing your cholesterol levels and managing your cholesterol with your healthcare professional. Um, Higher cholesterol can actually contribute to plaque and that actual actual plaque can clog the arteries and lead to heart disease and stroke. And then of course, smoking cessation is the S of the ABCs. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, trying to cut back on smoking, smoking cessation, uh, smoking can raise your blood pressure. So talking with your healthcare professional about ways to try to quit or reduce smoking will definitely help. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, just there's someone in my family who I would consider very young for heart disease was told, we'll say he's near 40-ish, mm-hmm. uh, was told to take high blood pressure pills and was like, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And now he's paying the price and he's got yeah. serious issues and it can really make a huge difference in your health. And and I mean, it can affect your future and sh- cut it short if you're not mm-hmm. careful. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other things that the public needs to know about heart health? Um, I was going to mention, too, Life Simple 7 is a nice reference for um, kind of looking at your risk factors long term. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Stop smoking, eating better, being active, exercise at a regular routine, watching your weight, have an idea of what your what body mass index is. Um, that's something you can ask your doctor about, too watching blood pressure and cholesterol levels. Again, your doctor can help you kind of guide, uh, guide you a little bit too. There's actually, based on blood pressure and cholesterol uh, tests, we can actually estimate someone's risk for developing heart disease in the future. We okay. do consider things as well as like, f- including family history. I was gonna ask about hereditary, we can kinda, yeah. You can always talk to your doctor about like, what are your risks personally? Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of get an estimation of what your risks are and what medicines can help reduce mm-hmm. that risk. It's uh, really important to talk to your doctor about that. There's actually something else called a calcium score where they can actually do a CAT scan of your chest to look at whether or not there's any calcium Ooh. in the main four arteries four arteries of the heart. Wow. So that kind of helps you understand whether or not there's been plaque there that has now calcified and hardened a bit. And again, there's actually uh, medicines and other ways to kind of reduce those developments. Um, so that's a really great test that people can obtain, again, talking to your doctor about that. And you mentioned family history. Mm-hmm. It, a lot of that, if I recall correctly that that's a big deal if it's in your past or in your family history mm-hmm. you are more susceptible to it but it does not mean you know if your family has no heart issues that doesn't mean you don't right mm-hmm. yep. exactly we particularly ask about mother and father history mm-hmm. uh, what age they may have had their heart condition diagnosed and so that's yeah important information as well you know, I had a grandmother on my paternal side who ended up having a pacemaker for years, had heart sure. issues. And so every time I feel one little, you know, a little Twitter, it's like, oh, here it comes, you know. <laughs> and, and if people are feeling that and doing that or having feelings on a regular basis or even not so regular, they need to really check it out. Don't ignore those signs. What should they do if they're starting to wonder, uh-oh, 
what do we do? Yeah, I I would for sure, if it's less of an emergent thing, speak to your primary care doctor. Mm-hmm. And they can kind of, again, go through these, you know, simple things and, and estimate your risks. And, and if again, if they're actually questioning that, they can do a calcium score, which is just a really nice objective measurement of yeah. um, what if there is any um, plaque there. And I was going to mention, yeah, so you'll see men that will have heart disease diagnosed in earlier ages, you know, yeah. even in your late 30s, 40s. Um, these are people at higher risk, certainly. But um, what's interesting about women's heart health is that believe it or not, our hormones actually are more protective. The estrogen and progesterone we have um, prior to menopause are actually protective. They help the arteries be a little more elastic Interesting. and, and pliable, let's say. Um, and so then, you, yeah, so like into your 60s and such, there's a higher risk. For example, over age 65, one in three um, women will be diagnosed with um, um, heart disease. So it just is, I would say, and, and I would say women in general have a little less reserve, you know, physiologically, especially as we get older. So mm-hmm. um, I think women uh, can suffer a little more. In fact, they can develop heart failure sooner and more symptomatic, statistically speaking. And are there, do you find that there are different symptoms or, or factors for men versus women when it comes to heart disease? Right. Or heart issues? I think part part of that is actually hormonal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, yeah, generally men, you'll see it earlier in time and women a little later in time, just typically speaking. Okay. Um, but, yeah, again, looking at all those other risk factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because women, they generally present about 10 years later than men. Wow. Um, after after you know presentation at later ages um, mm-hmm. than men, which is you know significant, definitely. I mean, ten years down the road that they've had this, and again, yeah, the protective female hormones too they're lost when you know we uh, develop menopause, um, and you know just so that the population is aware too is you know can taking hormones help prevent coronary oh, artery disease? Yeah. You know, is that something that other females would be asking then? And unfortunately, no, doctors don't really think that taking hormones like estrogen would help prevent coronary artery disease. So they don't recommend that women who have gone through menopause take estrogen to prevent that. So okay. just being aware of that too. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, so there we are. We picture people having a heart attack. It's clutch the chest and down goes mm-hmm. Frazier. It is not like that. A lot of it is pretty silent and can mm-hmm. really sneak up you let's talk about let I mean let's focus on a heart attack there are many different ways that can look and feel right right there are yeah I'll have people who have been short of breath alone for perhaps even months and it gets more acute and that that was actually their equivalent of heart disease symptom what we call an anginal equivalent symptom mm-hmm. it's not just always the, t- the chest pain or pressure people can also get even during an acute heart attack uh, neck or shoulder or upper back pain throat pain or rather like neck neck or jaw pain Mm -hmm. Um, usually those are accompanied by symptoms of like nausea vomiting Mm -hmm. also shortness of breath Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't is there like left arm right arm wasn't that I don't know if that's still the case you'll see bilateral arm pain we'll Mm -hmm. see left arm pain right arm pain alone not as common but (laughs) okay yeah heart's usually on the left Left. side yep yep so that left arm pain the most common symptoms that women experience just based on our research too is you know trouble breathing the shortness of breath with Mm -hmm. exertion feeling weak or more tired than usual you're sleeping throughout the entire day so just mm-hmm. being aware of these different changes in your body and any sort of subtle symptom you know you don't necessarily have to wait to tell your primary care provider you know if you do an annual visit you don't necessarily have to wait for that you can come in and make an appointment with them and they can make the appropriate referrals they can do appropriate testing lab work and then appropriate referrals to 
potential cardiology. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I laugh a little bit when people say, oh, they had a mild heart attack. I mean, to me, (laughs) a heart attack is, I mean, what do they mean when they say, oh, it was a mild heart attack versus a massive heart attack? I'm sure we can understand what massive means, but what, how do you determine the degree of of a heart attack? That's a great question. Um, There kind of, there's like different variations of heart attack where one of the arteries is very minimal, like say 90% blocked, that can cause a heart attack. There's also a heart attack that are more acute where the entire artery is blocked and you need uh-huh. to get that fixed like now, otherwise you'll continue to have further heart damage. So there's variations in terms of um, the degree of the heart muscle that's involved. Um, perhaps you caught it early, very early, subtle symptoms, you came in and, and, and we need to open that artery, but we caught it before a lot of the muscle of the wall of the mm-hmm. heart was uh, affected. Damage, I would yeah. say those are the ones that are milder, the ones that have clear heart damage. Their mm-hmm. heart isn't actually not functioning well even. Those are much more severe okay. um, levels of heart attack. Interesting. And I know there are some things people will go in thinking they're having a heart attack and it's actually maybe some gastrointestinal issues mm-hmm. or maybe a pancreas or that kind of thing. Gallbladder mm-hmm. is a big one too. So, uh, But the best thing I'm guessing by what you ladies are saying is if you're questioning it, if it's something you think, don't ignore it. Do yes. not ignore it. You don't want to regret it and your family mm-hmm. wants you around. So. Exactly. All right. Absolutely. Anything else we want to touch on? Uh, facts about uh, heart disease or we're talking about Heart Health Month here? I think it's just being aware too, you know, as the women's heart health too is um, shockingly, you know, about one in 16 women ages 20 years and older have coronary artery disease. So it's just very shocking. So it's just being aware too and talking with your family members, uh, being aware of their other risk factors and then um, scheduling your annual visits with your primary care provider too and getting these regular labs checked, your blood pressure checked, your cholesterol levels checked, things like that you can Mm -hmm. always do to help prevent these coronary artery disease or heart attacks from occurring in the first place. That's great. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, Opened our eyes to some things here and how to take care of our tickers here this month and, oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you for what you do, and thank you for taking time to visit with us. Thank you much. All right. There we go. My guests here from Essentia Health, both our nurse practitioners, Tara Gottwald and Mandy Carroll. I'm Tess Taylor. That's today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, you can listen to Community Focus anytime through our website, which is 1067wjjy.com, or through our free downloadable app, which is powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.